listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steal if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets, trying to consume some search for the E, so I could get some phones. Rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked some left on 21 and Lewis, some brothers shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers put some gas, so I said, I'm since these girls peeping me, I'm gonna glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to bigger, better things than some horny tricks. I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they taking more than 12. They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up, and they all around. Can't none of them see him if they going straight down for pound. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down. They got guns to my head, I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate. I glance in the cut, and I see my homie Nate. 16 in the clip. I might have failed to mention that this chick was creative, but once the man got you, well, her, he altered her native. Told her she got an image and a gimmick that she could make money, and she did it like a dummy. Now I see you're in commercials. She's universal. She used to only swing it with the inner city circle. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. And we're back for another episode. This time we have a special guest in the house. Mr. Ed, the sports fan. Uh, you might follow him on Twitter at Ed, the sports fan. Um, what's up? Say what's up to everybody, Ed. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing it this evening? We good. We good over here. We good. Um, now, now, Ed, you uh, have been running around in the sports game for quite a while. Um, I actually first heard about you on Twitter. Uh, which is why Twitter is such a, a good tool for a lot of these people out here trying to promote themselves. Yes, it is. Uh, but I heard about you on Twitter and stuff, and I checked out your website, edgesportsfan.com. Um, I was actually a guest on his show uh, a while back talking about the Eagles and whatnot. Um, uh, and the name of the show is Unsportsmanlike Conduct. You can find it on Blog Talk Radio. Just search for uh, Blog Talk Radio backslash edgesportsfan. Uh, is, is that that's right, right? Yeah, you can find us on uh, blogtalkradio.com slash Ed the Sports Fan. You can also find us on um, iTunes under Ed the Sports Fan or the Unsportsmanlike Conduct Show. Um, and yeah, man, it's a grind, man. I, one of these days, we have to talk to you about your Bobcats, man. They over here trading the world away, getting fifth round <laughs> draft picks that don't even exist anymore. So you know. Yeah, I know, man. We uh, the Bobcats are making some necessary moves, man, and we're gonna actually get into uh, not the specifics of every trade, but I, I want to talk about some general things in the sports world because um, you know, I, I know you get to talk about specific things every week and, and the nuances of sports, but I'm more of a broad view person. I want to talk about some of the the bigger things. I'm all about it. 
All right, cool. Well, obviously, um, if you're listening right now, then you know this is the Black Guy Who Tells podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Just search for the Black Guy Who Tips. Uh, our show will come up. You know, you can always go to the website, theblackguywhotips.com. You know, make sure that while you're there, you look at that donate button on the right-hand side. Hook us up. Um, also, make sure that you're paying attention and you join the forums. Uh, we have forums for all the people who contribute to the podcast. All the fans can listen to it uh, or can get on there and uh, interact with each other. Some people send us articles that way mm-hmm. and you know stuff that they want us to cover. Uh, you can always uh, find the face uh, find us on Facebook to join our Facebook group. Uh, we're getting up there, man. I think right. I checked yesterday. We have a uh, fifteen hundred and fifty members so far. Cool. Yeah, man. I'm trying to keep up with y'all, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Facebook thing is fucking out of control. I, every time I go on there, I, I'm like, whoa. Um, oh, and of course, you can curse here on our show. Now, I'm not encouraging you to curse, Ed. If that's not what you do, then don't do that. Yeah. I know y'all have. I'm all fucking ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we are unedited here. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> you can always email the show, theblackoutips at gmail.com, and you can send us a voicemail, 704 557 0186. And uh, lastly, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'll say that again, that as in D A T. All right, cool. So we got all that out the way. Y'all ready yes, to do some podcasting? Did. Yes, I am. All right, man. Now, general topic number one. Uh, I've been talking to people about athletes for a long time. I, I'm a, I'm a fan, you know, and I'm, I'm more of a fan of athletes than my own teams. Even though I love my teams, uh, personally, uh, I, I root for athletes and I don't mean like for them to win on the court. I mean for them to win in life. True. Right. You know, there's no better story for the American dream and the American come up than the stories of, of our athletes, man. And in many cases, we, this is, a vehicle from, you know, sometimes abject poverty. And I'm not even talking American poverty. I'm talking like African poverty. The real shit. Yeah. <laughs> the shit that counts. You know? <laughs> like, like the Kimbe Matumbo building hospitals back, you know, back home. Oh, like that yeah. kind of stuff that matters. Um, so I, like, I, I really do appreciate that type of story, but I've been finding that I have to listen to podcasts. Um, I listen to the Morning Jones, obviously on Sirius Satellite Radio, uh, with Bomani Jones. I listen to that. But other than that, I can only listen to podcasts to get my sports fixed. Like, I can't listen to the radio anymore. Now, Ed, you host a blog talk radio show. Um, obviously you have, um, you know, uh, you write for Slam. Uh, you know, they can go to Slam online and search for Ed the Sports Fan and find your work there. What do you feel about the actual and I'm not talking just like ESPN, but just like, the, you know, your AM talk radio for sports. How do you feel about that station right now? Like those yeah, stations? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I don't think I don't think I've listened to the local radio here in Cincinnati um, ever since I moved here. Um, I find that, you know, I, I wake up in the morning, I turn on Sports Center. It's almost like getting the data dump in the morning. You get the data dump. OK, I see who won. I see who lost. So who got traded. I see who getting talked bad about in the media this time. I hear who's getting griped about or whatever. But truth be told, when you look for a perspective, you go to people that you trust. Um, I used to listen to Stephen A. Smith in the morning, and although he he can be annoying, I still find him to be you know very truthful and honest in what he's saying. I don't have to agree, um, but 
you know, you look at Mike and Mike in the morning. Well, you know, they just appeasing people that are casual and, you know, want to hear things that they want to hear. Uh, but you're right. I think you and I are in the same circles. And it, it's something that there's innovation that is um, lacking. And I think you even see cats like yourself. You see Bomani. I mean, we're seeing the star um, shine bright right now with Bomani. And honestly, I mean, I kind of look up to him as far as the way his path is going and, uh, you know, see if we can take a similar sur- similar path and then try to surpass him. I mean, let's take it to as high a level as possible. So there's definitely opportunity there, maybe via satellite radio, via blocked internet radio, um, even getting on the air. But it's a lot of conservatism right now. And, you know, people only want to hear the things they want to hear. They're afraid of being confronted on the real. Yeah, I agree, man. I wonder how much the actual, like, the fact that AM somehow, well, not somehow, it is and did become the conservative, like, place to go, you know, with politics and stuff. I wonder how much that plays into the fact that, you know, the sports shows, for me, for my taste, are very, very conservative, man. And I get that their demographic isn't really me, but I feel like the demographic might not be me, but the subject matter is me. Like, these young black males are a, a representation of me. Like, they're, they're not, I'm not saying I identify with them completely, but in a lot of ways, I do. Like, I, 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 when I see these players playing, I'm like, I could kick it with that dude. And right. I feel like, I feel like the guys who are talking about him on the radio are the complete opposite of that. Where they're <laughs> like, I would not kick it with this dude. I don't care what his money look like. True. Yeah, I mean, Here's the thing, right? I mean, if you got, unless you got to go to St. Louis and listen to local radio, Brian Burwell, if you want to go to the Two Live Stews in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, or you know, catch it with self promotion time, Eddie Masonette, Kenny Masinda, and Brand Lewis on Blog Talk Radio slash Ed Sports Fan. I mean, you know, I'll drink with you and talk sports at the same time. I mean, that's that's what, what it's all about. But it's unless you know where to find it. I mean, you know, Rod, I'll tell, I'll tell you this. I, I had to have somebody put me on to tell me about Bomani's show when he was in Durham. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have a word of mouth to know about where, where Bomani's show was, I would have never heard about him. And then I'd have been a year or two years late in the game before he got on satellite radio. I mean, it was really just luck of the draw. You, you, am I right? Yeah, the same thing happened with me, man. Somebody just told me about him, and uh, I was one of those people that was like, man, I'm done listening to Sports Talk Radio. These... I, I feel like when I listen to sports talk radio, like them motherfuckers are talking about me and I don't like it. I don't like what they have to say most of the time because it's, cause it's shit that, that to me, things that don't indicate somebody's a bad person for them are taken as negative, you know, connotations for these players. So like some dude having cornrows to me doesn't mean I can't kick it with that dude because I've been in college with dudes with cornrows that was getting straight up A's out that bitch. But yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been I've been uh, a dude rapping or a dude knowing how to rap is not intimidating to me. Like Allen Iverson wanting to rap does not make me be like I'm less of a fan of this thug and shit like that. Where I so for a long time I've really just shut it out and somebody just convinced me like no this dude is different and I listen to Bo's show and I if I got that feeling uh, of being in college sitting around in the cafeteria. Watching Sports Center and everybody just cracking jokes and enjoying themselves, and that's the feeling that I want this show to have. That's the feeling that I get from your guys' show. So I, that's what I'm chasing. I'm not chasing, you know, the latest forty-year-old white dude's take on some twenty-year-old African-American kid. I'm not. I'm not taking that right now because I'm tired of hearing the same shit. Well, well, let me say this: it's it's the same thing we face in the corporate world, right? It's all about diversity, and it's not it's not diversity 
from the standpoint of, uh, you know, you need to have, you know, fair representation of black people or, you know, brown people, Hispanic folks, you know, whatever. But you got to have diversity from different people's perspective, not only, you know, ethnicity, but East Coast, West Coast, re- religious backgrounds, coming up in a rural area versus in a, you know, big metropolitan area, someone who's been a world traveler, someone who's been a homer all his life. I mean, you need all of those different types of perspectives to really be representative of the people. And I think that's the biggest thing that you'll see people that have successful, successful anything. I don't care if it's a blog or if it's a television show, radio show, whatever. If you can encapsulate as many people as possible and having a message that resonates with a lot of people, then that's great. Uh, the problem is, is like what you're talking about now with, you know, 40 year old white men that um, have a show and they only talk from their perspective. Well, you're turning out the, the, the minority. You're turning out the younger demographic. You, you're turning out people that want to get more in depth than what maybe a casual fan has. And I don't want to discredit all 40 year old white males. Right, right. <laughs> I like, you know, one of my one of my guys at work, man, you know, we go out and drink every Friday and, you know, we talk crazy about sports or whatever. And he's like, we have a good time. But, you know, even he would admit like, man, this, this shit sucks. So. Yeah, that's like, that's the thing. When I say 40 year old white man, I don't, I, I don't mean to disparage him because honestly, one of my favorite movies is the 40 year old virgin. And that stars a white man, uh, Steve, Steve Carell, one of the greatest white men of all time. All hail Steve Carell, already. Yeah. He's a, he's one of the, uh, he's an American treasure. Now, I, but I wouldn't say that, um, it's, he's, a, it's, he's, a, he's a pillar, he's a pillar of the 40 year old white male community. Exactly. And we all can, we all can get behind Steve Carell, so it's not even a racial thing. No. Who, if you don't like Steve uh, Carell, you don't like America. You know, right. um, but I really do feel like uh, for a lot of this, uh, it's the it's the diversity of opinion, really. Like you said, it's not really just the fact that they're forty and they're white. Because honestly, there's some like Tony Kornheiser is a different type of white dude than the average dude picking up a mic in your local city and ranting about these athletes. Um, now, another thing I wanted to get into, man, I feel like, um, and when I listen to your show, uh, especially. I get this like um the even the anger on your show is 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 more is more fun. You know what I'm saying? And by fun I mean like when you're when if you're going in on Kobe Bryant, right. it's it's not like if I see this dude in the streets, I'ma turn the other way because I just, you know, I hate this dude. And it's almost like a talking trash at the basketball court type fun. Right. You know, like, oh man, you're Jaywack. Right. Well, it's, it's like it's like when you with your homeboys. I was just talking to Kenny about this the other day. Sometimes you got the homies you talk to, and they talk crazy, talk bad about. It. They want to let you know you ain't shit. It ain't that they mean you really ain't nothing. It just means that hey, man, you just a regular dude like the rest of us, and you know it's familial, you know, and it's and we're just trying to keep everybody grounded and having a good time. Sometimes we both talk to you that kind of way, and that's exactly the type of atmosphere we want to bring with you know our show is that. Hey man, we just three regular dudes, three different perspectives, and we try to keep it light and easy, and um, having a good time, and, and that's what that's what we want. I mean, and we welcome everybody to come join us in that, and, you know. And it's been successful for us so far. I mean, we, we got more that we want to do in the future. Yeah, you guys will even go in on each other, uh, callers and stuff. You guys, you know, I know uh, a couple of people that call, like uh, my man uh, the, at the Till Show on yeah. Twitter, aka Billy D Trilliums. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know he, uh, he, was, he is like a like a panther. He's smooth. He's, he's even smoother. You know what I mean? He, he maneuvers. You know I mean? 
So I know I know people call in and, and it's like, but but it's a playful type going in where at the end of the day I don't feel dirty. I don't feel like I just participated in a in a verbal lynching of some dude. I feel like it's like like it's just it's kind of fun and games. It's like picking on your cousin or picking on your your friend that thinks he's a, he got a good a nice shirt on, but really it's it's too tight, you know. So. uh that like what I was gonna say is I find that missing from a lot of like regular radio, man. And I like I really can't I can't do it anymore, man. So like I'm I'm glad you got you guys are out there, man. I'm glad that uh we can get away from that other type of anger because I feel like a lot of radio right now is driven by anger junkies. Yes, and, and go ahead, Ken. Okay, yes, and the anger doesn't come from that playful place you're talking about. The anger, and which is something people don't want to talk about, but sometimes the anger is very racial. Right. And that's something that people don't want to bring up. They're not, they're not bringing up that these people don't look like me. They don't act like me. I don't know, know nothing about them. I, I am privileged and, I mean, just privileged people, period. But they, you know, I'm privileged and I've never, you know, had to deal with people on welfare, people in poverty, people lacking, people without. I've never had to, you know, watch somebody, you know, ball and, and, and they're saying that this is my way out. You know, they've never really had to deal with that. So they do, don't really understand these people struggle where I can relate to the struggle because I've had family members in those situations. So it makes me feel good to see them make money, regardless of how much money it is. I could care less. Right, right. Well, basically, basically saying fuck you and fuck everything you stand for. We don't really care what you're talking about. You know, this this is what we this is what we talking about. And that's it. So yeah, I give you a perfect example. LeBron James. Right. He did the decision. Right. Which now look, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Obviously, it it did not go over well. I admit that. I still think it's probably my. Mm, definitely my favorite moment of last year because <laughs> it was an exercise in power and yeah. I, I wanted an athlete to just step up once just once in my life and say forget about y'all I got this okay if you you ain't gotta like me not only do you not gotta like me I'm gonna get what I want I'm the best player I'm going somewhere else and I'm still gonna be the damn man there's nothing you can do about it Yes, and the thing about that is that most people would love to do that in their own jobs, but they can't. And because you got to sit there with your fucking mouth shut, stand your boss cross at it all day, and take their shit, you think they are supposed to, too. Hell yeah. no. If you, if you got paid $50 million, you tell them what the hell you thought, too. Yeah, if you ever tweeted about your boss... You wanted to do what LeBron did. Yes. <laughs> yes. You would love to come in and smack a piece of paper down and say, sign this bitch. This is what I'm going to do. What you going to do about it? <laughs> well, let me say this, too. Like, everybody saw what happened with the Carmelo gate. You know, we, yep. we've seen how drawn out this was. And people's like, hurry up and get it over with. And, you know, this takes forever. And, oh, my God, why don't they ever trade them and everything? I mean, and then Carmelo's like, it's out of my hands. He did yep. the exact opposite of what LeBron did. If you really think about it, he did yep. the exact opposite. He, he took no control. I mean, he took control when he came out uh, six months ago and was like, I'm only signed with the New York Knicks, killed all his leverage, and then oh, everybody's wondering why he can't get traded and nobody wants to make this happen. So, you know, you versus LeBron, he just let, grab his nuts and say, look, I'm about to go to Miami, holler back, and there it is. Yeah, exactly, Ed, and that's my point. That was You actually jumped to the end of what I was going to say, and, I, and that's fine with me. That's where I was going. Melo is the exact opposite of the end of the spectrum, and they are just as mad at this dude for right. being like, they're just like, who the fuck do you think you are 
trying to leave your situation and go and live your dream and have a dream job. No. Dream. Yes. <laughs> why, why in the hell would you want to go with your wife and be in the same city as the woman you married? Screw you. That's absurd. No, yes. people don't do that every day. No. Right. I'm still stuck in Cleveland. Fuck you. <laughs> but um, also, you know, on the radio, man, it's not just having black opinion. I really think it's a diversity of black opinion. Yeah. And it, it is getting there, and it's good to see the progress that is happening. Like Ed mentioned, you know, you got uh, Stephen A. Smith, and you got, uh, you know, Bo uh, on the radio now. You got the two live schools. Um, so you get, we're getting some diverse opinion because i think it's actually good when we have black people on the radio and show that we're not monolith we actually have people who disagree with each other yes we do and not only that it also shows the diversity that black people like you said can have amongst themselves and it also shows too that we're not ignorant to sports and we do understand sports we understand the concept of sports and also when you have diverse you have people that will also bring up racial matters that a lot of people have a tendency to overlook if they've never had to deal with this particular racism or they don't see or understand why certain things are racist you have somebody say hey I think that's racist and this is why it's a voice that's not out there right now because everybody's dapping each other up going yeah yeah we hate the athletes when there are people that act like me who love sports but I also love the athletes right I actually had a dude tell me today at the basketball court that uh, NBA players are lazy Oh hell! And I, man, and it's a dude that I, I try, I tolerate. I don't want to say I like. I tolerate this dude. Um, and he's a cool dude most of the time. He has good intentions, but like I had to go off on him about that shit because that is whack, man. That is super duper whack. Like, how do you call somebody lazy? Do you understand the grind? Even if you have the most natural talent in the world, do you understand the grind of 82 games plus playoffs? Do you understand that? Do you understand how many jump shots you got to take, whether it be in the dark, outside of your crib, whether you know how much more hours of basketball you put in than the average dude? The, just the workout routine to get on the court, not to mention if you go to college, the 5 a.m. workout plus the class is all done before noon or whatever, 2 o'clock, study hall, practice, wake up and do the shit again at the curfew. Come on. Well, then, then you got to ask the next question. Well, how hard do you work at your job, homie? How hard are you working in that nine to five? How hard are you working, you know, taking out the trash, you know, doing dishes, mowing grass, painting the walls, you know, whatever it is. Like, I, I mean, are you putting in that grind like that? You know, and I'm, I'm going to assume that it don't quite match up to, to what people expect. So, I, I don't know. I just always find that funny when folks do that because, you know, they don't even hold themselves to that type of standard. Exactly. And no one goes that hard in anything, yo. And the only kind of people that go that hard are jerks. No one wants to hang out with the dude that goes hard all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, half the reason people don't like Kobe is because he got the MJ drive. Like, right. like he never, he don't even seem to care about how we think about him as a dude. Like, he is just like, yeah, that's cool. I'm not even about to smile at y'all. Well, well, hold on. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me say this, though. It's, it, I, I, I agree and I, I, I disagree slightly. It, it, it is folks that, that go that hard and aren't jerks, but there are also that, those type of dudes that go that hard and they're CEOs. Right. Or, 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 they're v, or they're presidents. Or, wait, wait for it, they play in the NBA. Right, right. Because they work hard. Because they get there because they busted their ass and they went out there and made it for themselves. Like, yeah, some people, there's, 
Man, they're so. I'll give you a perfect example. And I'm here in Cincinnati, and 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 Rod, you probably remember exactly what I'm talking about. Do you remember uh, James Flight White? Yeah, definitely. James Flight White by far is one of the most phenomenal athletes I've ever seen in my entire life. We just witnessed one of the greatest dunk contests. They might not. I'm not saying it's the best, but we right. just witnessed one of the greatest dunk contests I've ever seen in my entire life two weeks ago. And James White was shit on all them dudes. Yep. That's, not I even mean, a question. Not even a question. I mean, the man can easily two-hand free throw dunk put it bet- while putting it between his legs. But the man the man has the aptitude of my bookshelf I'm looking at to my left. The man has the, the mental capacity of the router that's connected to my internet right now. The man doesn't really, the, the man doesn't, has not put in that type of work ethic to say, I'm gonna work on having a 15 foot jumper, to work on my handle, and all types of, and it's not even that he's not a good player. He's a great, he's a very good player. But he hasn't worked hard enough playing here at the University of Cincinnati, being at Florida previously, to work on his game all enough. And that's because he ain't worked hard enough. Right. So the, the cats that are in the league have done the things to stay there. So, and, and, and it doesn't have anything really to do with athletic ability because cats are cats are playing that don't have as much athletic ability and still out there doing their thing and busting ass. Yeah, and a lot of it's about being smart, about pacing yourself. It's like you know what it would be like to me. It's like getting mad at a marathon runner for not sprinting. <laughs> the NBA is a fucking marathon. That's true. Yep. They run more than any other athlete right now. Like you up and down that NBA court every game multiple times. And you're doing it again in two days, you know, if you're lucky you don't got a back-to-back. We got to calm down on these dudes. I don't know what effort these people are expecting, and they keep comparing it to shit like college basketball, which, you know, I'm a fan of, but no, it's not the same. No. No. Go ahead, Kay. And and for me, my biggest thing with it is that when people make statements like that, you just be wanting to say, hey, hey, hey. What you do at your job, how much do you get paid for it, and are you replaceable? Right. That's the thing people don't understand is because, you know what, you have one CEO. Why? Because it's very hard to find fucking CEOs. Yeah. I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to replace LeBron with a dude that worked twice as hard as LeBron. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't care if you can convince me, like, yo, but this dude is giving 100% effort, and LeBron was only giving you 50% effort. Well, tell you what, bruh. Put LeBron back on the court. Yes, yes. <laughs> young, young hustle hard ain't moving my heart at all. No, and what people tell, when people tell, and the thing that upsets me is that okay, you have a limited amount of teams, you have a limited amount of spaces, you have a limited amount of people. So think of the billions of people that would love to go and don't even begin to make it. And then people go, well, why they make the money? Cause your ass can't shoot a 15 foot jumper. Jumper. You don't. You're not. You don't. You don't. You're not shooting 30. percent Uh. You know. 95 percent free throw line. You know. You don't have all these ridiculous numbers. And so it kind of upsets me. I'm like y'all. It's like, hey, are you the not? You know, top notch dude. You know, do you take the time to scrub your trash can out extra clean and pine salted every day? Do you do that? No. So you know what? And it makes no sense to me. And it's very frustrating. People just make those sweeping remarks, like y'all said, when they don't apply to their own lives. Yeah. Yeah, you, you they, they t- that touched you a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Karen talks like that all the time, man. So. Oh, okay. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the way she talks. Oh, all right, man. And so, I, and, I, and I wanted to get into the broader topic because this is, I was thinking about it. You know, I knew this show was coming up. Um, somebody asked, uh, you know, like asked me uh, about uh, like why don't I listen to certain radio shows and stuff the other day, and I was I was just thinking on it, and here's what I come up with. I feel like there is a thinly veiled 
racism, not necessarily among the people who host all the shows, because for the most part, they try to be good dudes, but they there's a lot more to a radio show than people know. Like, yes, you got producers, mm-hmm. you got people telling you, like, look, we need angry callers. You need Sponsors. to spike up. You need We need hot radio, as they like to call it. And they're telling you, like, look, you got to get people pissed and get them to call in. So that means you got to get on the mic and start railing on LeBron James for the 12th day in a row because that's what's getting people to call. Now, I feel like there's a thinly veiled racism to it, and it's not overt. I'm not saying they're calling it, calling anybody the N-word. I'm not even going to go so far as remind everybody of the thug days when they was calling black players thugs. Right. <laughs> Exclusively, <laughs> like that was kind of ridiculous. But um, even dudes that had committed any crimes was called thugs. But anyway, um, what what it is to me is there's an entitlement to a lot of these people who call in who just feel like, what did this black dude do to deserve all this money and attention? And I gotta go to work, and I ain't happy about it. I'm married to a chick that I don't really like. I got kids. Them motherfuckers are not good at sports. I, why do I need to turn on my TV and look at this dude, even for the sports that they love? Not even I'm not even saying dudes yeah. that are like I hate the NBA. I'm talking mm-hmm. dudes that like love football mm-hmm. but absolutely detest the athletes and think they're spoiled and they get paid too much and they shouldn't do anything like they haven't earned that money. I really think there's a thinly veiled racial component to it where it's just like I'm white in America. How the fuck did you do off do better than me? Yeah, and also I think that over over time and and as the uh, years have gone and sports began to be integrated, I think it was a slow shift. And because of that shift, a lot of people don't like change, and it has nothing to do with race. People just don't like change, and all of a sudden you go from the minority from the majority to the minority, and you're like, hey, hey, wait a minute, don't nobody look like me, you know, we we don't have the same IQ, we we don't kick it the same, and all of a sudden it becomes an issue for a lot of people. Right. Yeah, I agree, man. And and, and for re- for just the bigger, you know, for reference, I'm not saying all white friends. Oh, no. that stuff. I just mean a specific type of dude. Yeah, a specific group. That, that 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 these that these radio shows are after. They need this guy to call in. They want this guy's money for their advertisements. Like they're not running away from this dude, and they're not gonna let the dude call in and tell him he's wrong as long as he doesn't go over the the, the to the overt racism line. They're cool with that dude calling and being angry at black players all the fucking time. Yes, and and, and <laughs> to me, when they do that, they they end up having people like us. You eliminate young people. You eliminate young white people. You eliminate Latinos. You you eliminate people that love sports. Even sports women. Sports. Even yeah. women to an extent. Yeah, and it, yeah, because I used to we used to listen to a local show here all the time called what uh, Pac Man Show. Yeah, prime time with Pat. Yes, but over the time, I realized that hey, they're angry, they're mad. It's it, misogynistic. Yeah, and you're like, okay, after a while, you're like, I can't roll with this no more. So I'm kind of like Roger. I love sports too, and he got me on the Bamani Jones show. And to me, I like for people to 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 look at it from a different perspective, from a funny perspective, and not be all always so heavy on your topics. Well, it, 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 let me say this. I, I think what we see, especially in the media world, be it online, ve- video, radio, print, whatever it is, it's an integrity thing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You have people that are searching for headline-worthy news, people that are trying to talk about salacious news and dirty deeds and rumors and things that will pique people's interest for a short period of time. Uh 
it's tough. I mean, you yeah. see, we see blogs like just media takeout, world star hip hop. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with those blogs. But what I'm saying is, there are they, those people realize that they will get a lot of hits if they show two chicks in the club fighting. That's gonna get them ten thousand hits. You know what I'm saying? If they talking about LeBron on the radio. You know, uh, whatever radio show you like to call it, yeah, they already know that that's gonna get them the most ratings. Because at the end of the day, people clicking on your stuff, people listening, getting the higher ratings on television, radio, whatever. That's what it takes. So you got people from humble beginnings. And, and I hate to use, I hate to use my example, but I think it's a good example. He started with humble beginnings, started in Durham. He was really true to himself and what and his vision of what he wanted to do as far as what the radio show is concerned. And over time, and it's also something that people want the quick fix. People want to be successful and get it in three weeks. That's why Rosetta Stone claims to, to help people learn a new language in a short period of time. That's why they make all that money. <laughs> That's right. right. I'm, I'm just saying, you want to go to Rosetta Stone philosophy and you can make it happen. I don't know anybody that's used Rosetta Stone and actually made it work, but then again, you know, I might not be as cold. So that's, that's just on me. But my, my, I, the long and the short is, you're either going to have to have some integrity in this game and put some pay some dues, or you're going to go the quick and easy Rosetta Stone route and try to try to get an immediate payoff. And, you know, I, th- I just think people are lazy at the end of the day. I, I think we, the word lazy has come up a lot. I think people think people are lazy when they realize they can't do the, the, the things that they see people do. But I also think people are lazy from trying to get quick fixes and, you know, they want to get rich, get rich quick scheme, so to speak. So... It, it, it's tough because it waters down the, the value of what we see and there's such an opportunity to do much better. Yeah, like I, I know there's a lot to it, you know, but my main issue as far as what drove me away from it, for me, was just I couldn't take what I feel to be a thinly veiled type of racism. Just like stay in your place. What if you don't, you're, you're lucky to even have whatever you got. You didn't work for it. Now just stay in your place and shut the fuck up. And I feel like they are saying that to anyone that looks like that, those dudes. And I, and it's not, you know, and, and I guess part of it is also they got this good guy versus bad guy narrative. Because, you know, they want us to look at sports like when we were kids, but I'm a grown ass man right now. So I'm not, I'm not gonna keep looking at it like, so and so is the good guy. Yay! Such and such is the bad guy because to me they're all just guys. Ooh, yeah. Like I was not surprised when I heard about uh LeBron James and his decision. I wasn't sitting around like, but, but he's supposed to be the opposite of Kobe. Like I, I wasn't doing. I was like, okay, so he decided to exercise some power, right? Be careful because the next guy they're gonna assassinate. I'm telling you right now. Remember, you heard it on the show today. It's Kevin Durant. Yes. They're gonna knock Kevin Durant down a peg within the next couple of years, especially after he doesn't win a championship. They are going to take him down because right now he's the guy that they're promoting as the anti-LeBron. I don't know if people have picked up on this, but how many times have you heard LeBron's name mentioned and then immediately they bring up Kevin Durant re-signing with his team, which is not the same situation, by the way. He's not as old as LeBron was. LeBron gave seven years to the Cavs before he left. But anyway, they bring up uh, Durant re-signing like a quote-unquote good little soldier as the opposite of LeBron. Well, you gotta wait. We gotta we gotta remember one thing though. Wasn't Kobe the bad guy five, six, seven years ago? Yeah, of course. Yep. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't he the one that everybody was like, oh, ooh, Kobe hits. Ah, he, 
he like to rape white women in Colorado. Don't like him. Ah, now, now he's the beloved patron saint of the league. I mean, yep. it, it, to be real, now, let me take my personal bias. I don't like Kobe. Right. Kobe is one of the greatest basketball players I've ever seen in my life. The man is phenomenal. The man, the man has a, a passion for the game that is unmatched hardly to anyone. Um, but at the same time, it, I, I don't like the man just for petty stuff. You know, right. back, back from his rookie year, and want to shoot air balls and disrespect the veterans on his team. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> my, only, my only point is, you know, the media will make you believe whatever you want to believe if you're willing to buy into it. Yeah. And, and really, the media isn't that creative. I'm gonna be real. The media ain't that creative. They, this is what the people feel. So, they, so once you tell them you feel this way, you you comment on these message boards, you write in and tell them this, you call into radio shows and you express this hatred, hatred and vitriol and angst, and got your blood pressure up. You need to go do push-ups, risk the phone books, whatever. <laughs> then they perpetrated on these te- on the television shows and blasts on Sports Center. All of a sudden, LeBron James, the worst man of all time. Yeah, you know, and so they know it works. Oh, and it works. I mean, and, and that's what pushes the ratings. So then, casual fans say, "Oh my, why? What happened? I just saw LeBron James holding a dainty white woman in, in um, you know, Vanity Fair magazine. What happened? Now he's now he's the most hated man of all time. I must know why." And so then they go read the magazines, pick up the pick up the newspapers, go and then, and everything pushes the ratings. And then what happens? That dies down. Then they got to tell another story. So then the story is now Carmelo Anthony's hated. Then yeah. Kevin Durant's gonna be hated too. The, the bigger question is, Rod, are they ever gonna hate Kevin Love? Are they ever gonna hate? Dirk? <laughs> if you want to, if you, you want to talk now, I, now I'll be honest. I don't necessarily. Maybe I'm maybe I'm naive. I, maybe I just have a soft. I'm a softie at the end of the day. I don't want to believe there's a Finley Veiled you know that bit of racism i think there is in parts but i want to give people the benefit of the doubt however you don't ever see them go hard on anything that you know manu ginoli does or, or uh, right. you know dirk or you know kevin love or him guys but do we not remember i'm just gonna switch to football we all forget when eli Manning was like man i ain't playing for your fuck ass team i'm going to the giants yep you know, we don't remember when John Elway was like, I ain't playing for your fuck ass team. I'm about to go play baseball and I'm coming back, go play for the Broncos. Yeah. Do we not remember this stuff? Look, we, we don't, we're not recreating the wheel here. This stuff has all been done before. If we don't give credit to someone being the one, first one to create the wheel, give it to Kurt Flood back in the day. But other than that, this is happening to all people. It, it, it happens all the time. But it just depends on who you're willing to get mad at. Yeah, I just see it as a racial thing because when you look at that Q score and the bottom five are all black, you know what I'm saying? Big Ben ain't even in there. I, I'm like, fuck y'all. I'm sorry. That shit is racist. <laughs> you're not going to tell me it's not. Like, it's, and I, I mean, I, you know, I, obviously I'm not in the, you know, I'm not even really aspiring to get in that business. So I'm not trying to make you agree, but I'm only speaking from my own perspective. When I see that, I'm like, look, dog, y'all are not going to just lie to me. It's only so many times I can see the same shit before I'll be like, that's racist. It's the same way that I would feel like, uh, I actually feel like a lot of people are racist towards Kevin Love. Because, like, Kevin Love will put up numbers, and I'll go talk to some dude about it, and then the first thing they'll hit me with is how he's not athletic. I'm like, why Why is that coming up in this conversation? Wow. Like, I didn't say, bring up, I didn't say, hey, have you seen that goofy motherfucker Kevin Love? No. I'm like, yo, this dude's a baller. He's he's all-star level talent. And they're like, yeah, man, but he can't jump for shit. Okay. I see what this is. Like, like, I'm just, I'm not really tolerant of that type of talk. For sports, because I'm just I don't I don't exist in that world of just 
I want to be talking about this dude's race all the damn time, and I don't want to be vilifying him or bigging up and up in him just because of his race. You know, I don't think it's a coincidence that I've never heard a fan tell me Tom Brady doesn't earn his money. Uh, Peyton Man, oh, Peyton Man don't earn <laughs> yeah, his money. No That's one's right. ever called Peyton Man and lazy. You know what I'm Elbow. saying? <laughs> you know, and my thing is that back to what you're talking about, the casual fans, the thing about it, and the media knows this, people are like sheep. When it comes to sports, you have your very, very hardcore sports fans who really follow it, really are into it, really into the stats and things like that. And then you have a lot of your casual fans. And these are the punk asses that call into the radio shows. Why? Because they've told them what to think, what they need to know. They, you know, they, they've got their snapshots from wherever they get their snapshots from. And all they do is regurgitate the same thing all damn day. Well, I'll go one further, Karen. Um, and, and I don't know, Ed, you ever post on any, like, Sports related message boards. I man, I used to, I used to back in the day, man. But I kind of gave up to it just because, you know, it's. Uh, let me, let me before you, let me, let me interject something really mm-hmm. fast. I actually am a believer that the casual fan doesn't call in as much as people think. I really think you have the five percenter that calls in, yep. the ones that are kind of to the left, way to the left. Or way to the right, they want to voice their opinion because they want to take the time out of their work day and call in and say, I'm about to do this and do that. And then, like, Vin, I ain't talking about coming in with a concise opinion and, and, and those types of things. I'm talking about just rage against the machine and, and yep. talk crazy and everything like that. Yeah, so, Ed, Ed jumped to where I was going. That's where I was going. If you've been okay. on the message board, you will see the dudes with the most posts about a topic are the crazy motherfuckers. It's never the casual dude. The casual dude comes in and goes, okay, this is out of control. I'm out of here. But the crazy motherfucker is willing to tell you for the thousandth time today that LeBron James ain't shit. Like, it's like, it's never old to them. And that's the dude I think is calling into the show. I don't think the casual dude, like, the casual dude is scared to call in because the opinions are so forcefully given on these shows they don't really like some shows will allow for debate and they will allow for actual tolerance and talking a lot of these shows are on some you better not call in you better let me pick up that phone if you want to (laughs) like a lot of them are like that and it's like you pick up that phone and try to defend Barry Bonds if your ass wants to you about to get hung up on and clown for the next hour so that's why they don't do it uh, my thing, and when you said that, it almost made me think about the political parties, like Republicans and Democrats. It's almost like you got the crazies on both sides, and they almost pick teams. And it's like, hey, you know, my dude's the best, fuck your dude, and fuck your team. My dude's yeah. the best, fuck your dude, and fuck your team. You know, yeah, he raped bitches. I don't give a damn. I will support him. <laughs> you know, yeah, he stole from a blind man. I don't give a damn. I love him. Yeah. And you're like, wow, y'all are serious nutcases out there. Yeah, and that's who the radio's catering to, unfortunately, right now, and that's why I had to bow out. Well, but let me say this. I do think what happens, and I think you see this in politics, you see it in entertainment, you see it in sports, you see it in culture, anything. When people get tired of the regular, the, 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 you know, the boring, the things that we're used to hearing so much, people begin to innovate. Mm-hmm. People want, want begin to create things that they think are better. For example, the b- black guy who tips podcast, because we feel like there's a need to be a little bit more fair to really speak on the ills of culture. I mean, this is a this is a culture podcast at the end of the day, right? Right. Yes. And, and and you guys come out here every every week, and there's a reason why 
people feel what you guys are doing because y'all come out here and spit that real. I think what we try to do at EdTheSportsFan.com, I mean, we literally, if, you know, our de facto mission statement is that we are, you know, an online blog which covers all walks of sport, and we only want to serve to provide original, informative, and thought-provoking content. I'll, I'll, give, I'll tell you right now, with my blog, you will never see the following because literally Nick's heat game is about to tip right now. Yeah. You'll never see this on EdTheSportsFan.com. Knicks 101, Heat 99. Carmelo scores 29 points. (laughs) And now I'm going to write a review about the game. I ain't about to do no bullshit like that. You know why? Because I can go to ESPN.com, Yahoo Sports. I can go to MSN. I can go to Fox Sports, CBS Sports Line. I can go to ESPN New York. uh, What is it? The Heat Index. I can go to Miami. I I can go to any of these other places to get this. But if I tell you why the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks aren't going to win anything with this new trade, and here's reason A, B, C, D, and E. Well, you'll read that because right. it's, an, it's a perspective, it's an opinion, it's something that I want to try to stimulate your brain. Yeah, yeah that's that's what we're doing. I mean, people don't want to. People want innovation, and this is just our forms of innovation. And I think this is the reason why the Black Guy Who Tips podcast is going to continue to grow. And hopefully, we can continue to grow as well. I mean, you know, it's just. It's, and it's fun. I mean, it's a, the blessing yeah. is that it's fun. And we get to talk shit and talk crazy. And, and I get to sip Hennessy while doing it. Excuse me one second. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just had to sip some real fast. I apologize. No, it's okay. Are I've been good? drinking my shock top Belgian you, white beer. And it's already gone. So you, you, it's been a good, great podcast yeah. so far. Yes, we did six hours of Four Locos. So you, we can deal with your oh. Hennessy. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, that was ratchet. That was, <laughs> that was very ratchet. We would not do that again. I, I'm going to go do some push-ups and try to get my weight up. <laughs> now, um, let's, 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 I want to get into some lighter subjects, man, because I, I really want to talk about that because I, I pretty much never talk about that while I don't yeah. listen to sports radio. Yeah. And now motherfuckers know, and they're like, man, this shit has been real serious. Where are the jokes? So let's get back to some yes. funny shit. Um, all right, there was some NBA trades this week, and I you know I got a voicemail the other day, and uh, I already listened to it, but they were asking about the, us to break down the NBA trades. Okay. I'm not going to break it down too far, but, you know, y'all should definitely go to Unsportsmanlike Conduct uh, Radio and listen to them guys break it down in more detail than I'm about to, because I'm only going to give you the quick hits. Uh, Jeff Green got traded to Boston for Kendrick Perkins. Uh, all I'm going to say about this is, one, Jeff Green is a enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in <laughs> some bacon and some cheese. I uh, like bacon. Yeah, like that. Like his <laughs> game is almost undefinable, but I like his game, but it's weird. Like it's like he plays good D, uh he 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 can he can put he can give you any type of stat line you want. Right. Sometimes. Well let me let me let me say this about Jeff Green, because me and Kenny have been we have had an epic debate about this. Can Excuse me. Kenny will tell you that, you know what I'm saying, Jeff Green brought the versatility to the, the, the Thunder that, you know, they couldn't get. You know, he's, he's a tweener. He can play the three of the four. He can shoot threes. He can post up. You know, he does everything pretty well. He's just a jack of all trades. Well, how many other guys can I find in the league that can also do that? And how much am I willing to pay him? I mean, the Thunder were going to potentially have to pay him 8 to $10 million. Well, the Thunder need a big man, and they're not going to even re-sign Kendrick Parkers. They're going to try to go out here and get Blake. They're going to try to get Dwight Howard. They're going to try to go out here and make a bid on some of these guys. And at the end of the day, they, they know that if they get Kendrick Parkers and get him for 20 or 30 games, this is a gamble they're going to have to take. 
And, yep. you know, it, it's, it's tough. I mean, trust me, no one, no Oklahoma City Thunder fan. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, born and raised in Oklahoma. We hated to see Jeff Green go. But we got Kendrick Perkins. I mean, he's a 6'11 goon that likes to fight, and LeBron just made the greatest pass of all time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The man just didn't even look. He threw it behind his head, and Erica Dampier just did a dunk. That was amazing. I apologize. <laughs> That's all uh, right. So if y'all edit that out, I, I get it. <laughs> nah, nah. Leave, we'll leave, we, leave, we don't edit nothing out. So if you start uh, telling us some secrets and shit, that's going on the air. So I'm yeah, just letting you know. Yeah. There it is. Okay. So, but at the end of the day, the the the, the, the Thunder got something they, they could never get in a draft. They got a six eleven dude who bench presses. You know what I'm saying? Steel, uh, you know, cylinder blocks, and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Had, can actually move mountains with his, with his chest, and got a strong turtle face. I mean, you need somebody <laughs> to be playing the Lakers, yeah. playing the playing the Spurs, and playing the Mavericks because they just you can't you can't find that. So, and by the way, uh, David Aldridge would tell you that in free agency, you pay a million dollars per rebound for a big man. So, mm-hmm. Kendrick Perkins, the Celtics weren't trying to pay him either. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins averages eight rebounds a game. Well, you think the Celtics want to pay him eight million when they got the big three in Rondo? No. No. So, no. Yeah, see, the, the, the thing for me is, uh, like, Jeff Green's game is a mystery, so we're going to find out who's willing to pay him. I don't know if either one of these dudes are going to be on the same team at the end of the season. Uh, as far as uh, getting re-signed and being on the scene the next year uh, when their contracts are up. Uh, the other thing, too, is uh, when, when does Kendrick Perkins smile? Like, as, <laughs> He looks permanently angry. Like, I need to see pictures of this dude when his first child is born. Pictures, oh of, pictures of him his on his wedding would, day. His face would look the same. Yeah, like, what was pictures of him when he graduated? Like, I want to see <laughs> other moments in this dude's life. Like, I want them to do an NBA Future commercial where they show a kid talking to him, and he's just sitting there <laughs> with the meme mug. And it's like, did you know in 10 years you're going to be playing for the Celtics and you still haven't smiled in 10 years? You know, but you know, hitting the weights, doing a bench press, you know, bench pressing 330 pounds, grunting, and then <laughs> a, a little kid talking about you gonna play in the NBA for the Celtics and you gonna elbow people in the mouth, and it's gonna be cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the other trade, and I'm going straight off of Ed's page. If you guys, you know, want to read some good shit about the NBA, um, EdSportsFan.com. Um, Baron Davis sent to he was sent to Shawshank. And Martha Williams goes to L.A. This is the Bear Davis from the Clippers, the first player ever traded from the Clippers I felt bad for, to to the Cavaliers uh, for Mo Williams. This is a weird trade for me because Baron Davis is clearly better than Mo Williams, even if he's not playing hard. His owner was like, fuck you, you got to get out of here. We'll get you 50 cents. We'll take it. Ship him out of here. <laughs> and yeah. I have I have a love for Baron Davis. Me too. That is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Like, if that dude told me to my face that I have some good basketball moves, and I blushed like a little bitch. So that, <laughs> I will never hate this dude. I, he could go out there. He literally could go out there 70 pounds overweight and in a Snuggie. And I would still be a big-ass fan of Baron Davis. Me too. So I just feel bad. That's the only thing I can say about that. What do you got to say about that one, Ed? Well, I mean, Baron Davis, to me, I mean, he's, I've been a fan since UCLA. You know, the man, the man, the man loves to play basketball. I mean, the man earned the nickname Boom Dizzle, you know, too easy. You know, Baron Davis, you know, the man who who knows uh, felonious uh, mixed breed women in California because he lived in L.A. all his life. And, I mean, the man does his thing. I mean, the man's been portrayed for bad knees, but 
still willing to go out there and shoot way too many jumpers and dunk on people. I mean, what more could you really want in life? I don't understand. So now this man gets to go to Cleveland where like they like to eat paninis and, and whine about players that don't play there no more. I mean, the man deserves better. I don't. I agree. I, I, I'm hurt. All I can say is that he's going to turn to Dan Willie, Willie Mammoth because, you know, he don't shave unless the light's on. <laughs> he's going to be like, who the hell is that with all that hell? <laughs> it, it's a possibility that he's going to look like a, a mini-me version of, Baron, uh, of Rick Ross when it's all said and done. <laughs> Yo, Barry Davis going to come out the tunnel looking like Freeway. <laughs> <laughs> they going to play in the background, free! And then uh, the last trade that you have highlighted on the blog is Deron Williams. Or, or Dar- Darren Williams. I can never get the pronunciation 100% because I've heard it pronounced both ways. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he got moved from Utah to New Jersey. And I want to bring this up. Okay. I think LeBron James scared the entire fuck out of NBA GMs. Yes. Like he did. this is a, this is a trade that happened because of the decision. Yeah. And I will not hear anything else because the, Der- Darren Williams never said he wanted to be traded. I listened to mm-hmm. an uh, interview with the actual GM of the Jazz today, right before we got on the air with uh, Ed. They, the GM was like, no, he didn't want to be traded. He didn't tell us he would like to be traded. He didn't make us fire Jerry, uh, Jerry Sloan. Jerry, he didn't make Jerry Sloan quit. You know, of course they have run-ins, but come on, Jerry Sloan has run-ins with everybody over everything. But um, he was like, there was nothing significant here. We just don't want to be on the hook for this bu- for this dude's contract, wondering if he's going to stay in a year. They are yeah. scared as shit. And they was like, basically, we don't want anybody else coming out and embarrassing our team, embarrassing our fans on national television and dragging us along. You know, and it wouldn't surprise me if they started doing this, like, right before dudes got ready to, the contracts got ready to come up. They're like, look, you got to go. Okay, where you go? You got to get the hell out of It's town. a year and a half before he has to go. And technically, I believe he has a player option a year after that. So he probably is going to end up staying two years in New Jersey. But it's just funny to me because it's like, they are so scared that these dudes all are sitting around going, Yo, man, I want to team up with such and such and form, you know, the X-Men. And my thing is that that goes back to the media pumping out that everybody wants to get on these, like, souped-up Transformer, you know, Yoga Man (laughs) damn teams. No, most people are happy where they are. But because, you know, you got the big three, and basically since a lot lot of the power shifted to the east, everybody's in a panic. Oh, we got to get something over here in the west, and oh, we got to get our squad together. We got to get our squad together. And they was like, we don't know if players are talking behind our backs. So everybody's just in a panic right now. Man, let me say this right now. I think this is the most suckerific I've seen NBA GMs and owners be in my entire life. At the end of the day, you want to know who doesn't want to go anywhere? Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. They live in Oklahoma City. Now I live in Oklahoma City. Don't nobody want to be in Oklahoma City, and I love Oklahoma City. <laughs> they winning. Don't nobody want to be in San Antonio, but Tony Parker, uh, Manu Ginobili, and Tim Duncan been doing just fine for like the last nine, ten years. You know what I mean? They're yeah. doing just fine. If you are, if you want to have, a, if you want to have players stay, how about you just be a better damn organization? Novel concept, right? Right. Now, I mean, yeah. If the let's talk, we can say LeBron, D Wade, and Bosh. Okay, I could either live in Toronto, Cleveland, or Miami. Well, mm, I think I'm going to Miami. Just for the simple reason, hell, man, I, I ain't got to worry about buying a bunch of clothes. I can just buy warm clothes all the time. I don't feel like having to worry about getting a winter coat. I don't I need no clothes. <laughs> and that mean, and that means that they 
don't have to buy warm clothes too if you know what I'm saying fellas yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you know what I'm saying yeah. open yeah. toe shoes and shorts hey all day all day but but even but even look at Rod you look at look at Charlotte MJ if the organization did better I and mean, it's not that they're not even trying right it's not even that Steven Jackson and Gerald Wallace weren't committed to playing there they're playing their butt off but at the end of the day the organization has to do a better job yeah. And if they're not doing a better job, then what the only thing that they're not used to is that players taking this into their own hands. Players is like, man, we getting tired of losing, so we got to go try to win on our own. And LeBron inspired that. You know yeah. who never has a problem winning? The Lakers and the Celtics. You know why? Because they're the two best organizations of all time in the NBA. It doesn't matter if they were in a big market or a small market. The Lakers have been winning since they was in Minneapolis. I don't yeah. want to play in Minneapolis. It's cold as hell there. Dog, we've yeah. even seen the Knicks lose. Like we, so yeah. you, it's not even a media market driven thing. Just like you no. said, we've seen the Knicks up. Yeah, so we know it's not years. just players going, I want to go play in a big city. Nah, mm-hmm. they want to win. They want right. to win. And more importantly, yeah, and more importantly, man, I really just think if they, if these GMs had any Wavos Grandes, they would just try these dudes. Why are you giving up a year and a half and the dude ain't even said nothing to you? Right. And, unless you just don't like Darren Williams that much, which could have been the case. I don't know. But look, dog, how about this? We can pay you the most money. Right. A collective bargaining agreement is coming up. There's quite possibly going to be a franchise tag in it. Why would you give him up? Why are you so scared that he's going to go leave you and go play for, you know, X team and, and get a bunch of superstars? And on top of that, I got to give props to the, the, the dude that's on the um, New Jersey net. Props that dude is pimping. He was like, we will take him. Yeah. Give him here. We will take it for free, and we will take your draft picks too. <laughs> nah, he gave up draft picks. He gave up draft. He picks. gave them up. He don't give a damn. What he got to lose? He rich. He, he didn't give up as much as the Knicks did. Yeah, no, he it did. was cool how he drove up the Knicks bargaining for uh for Melo, and then, yeah. and then turned around yeah, was- and got and got Deron Williams on the back end. That shit was sweet. Yo, yeah. Rod, let me ask, let me ask you this, man. When's the last time? Now, what would, we, what would you say the two biggest markets for black people where the most black people live? Where, where are the two biggest cities where black people live? Uh, probably Atlanta and um, maybe New Orleans. I don't know. New Orleans, maybe maybe DC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When the last time New Orleans, Atlanta, DC actually been worth a damn? Yeah. Because they got suck ass organizations. Yeah. yeah. If I if I was if I was twenty look I'm twenty I'm a twenty seven year old light skinned wavy haired black male who loves women. Mm-hmm. Well, last time <laughs> I checked, last time I checked, Atlanta and DC both got lots of black women, a lots a lots of uh, heterosexual black heterosexual uh, homosexual black men. Mm-hmm. Man, I got if I'm in the NBA and I got a lot of money, that means I can clean up on all five. Yeah. Yeah. These teams don't win. Because their owners suck, the organization sucks, and at the end of the day, winning, like you said, is all that matters. Otherwise, every NBA player be trying to live in those two cities. I would. <laughs> choice, personally, I'd love to live in DC or Atlanta. But again, that's, that's just me. That's just me talking shit. So I got some other ideas for some NBA future commercials. Uh, I want one where we have a kid talking to Vince Carter. Oh, and he's talking to Vince Carter when he's like still good, like in the dunk contest and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. like, "Did you know in ten years, everybody's gonna think you a bitch? <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> not just your team, not just Toronto. After you leave them, 
you're gonna go from the best dunker and possibly most Jordan-like figure in the game to a complete irrelevant jump shooter by the end of your career. Yo, yo, I got one. I got one. Mm-hmm. What if they went to Chris Bosh and said, yo, 10 years from now, people going to think you the third wheel and, I'll, and call you uh, the RuPaul of big men? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so Toronto, Toronto got a lot of them, yo. What about a T Mac one where people, where a kid can come up to him and be like, you know, in in two years, everybody's gonna wonder if you're as good as Kobe Bryant, and then and in and in five years, everybody's gonna know that your ass is not as good as Kobe Bryant. I <laughs> got <laughs> Go people forget we gonna have to, it's, it's gonna be up to us to tell kids that. It was a legitimate debate that Tracy McGrady was better than Kobe Bryant. No one will ever believe us. No, ever. <laughs> That's crazy. I remember back in the message board days, really sitting there arguing with dudes like, yo, man, I'm telling you, this T-Mac is good, but he's number two. Kobe's number one. And now I wouldn't put T-Mac on the list at all. Yes, I got one. What if a little kid stood in front of Shaq and said, Ten years from now, you gonna be kissing the bitch to kiss favor flame, and your wife will have ratchet bitches on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and hey, you forgot to add, you gonna give one of them a ring and then try to take it back. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna you gonna give her the code to your phone and have a tweet on your behalf. Oh, man, that would oh. hurt my soul a little bit. <laughs> Shaq used to be my hero, man. Yes, he yes. I he used to love Shaq, man. All right, man. Let me let me stop before we get into some bad ones. I'm yeah, like, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to even do AI. You know, I just I love that dude too much. I'll leave the man alone. Leave the man alone. <laughs> um, yo, man, what you think about the Pistons uh, <laughs> uh, insurrection? <laughs> them, them niggas was like, yo, we good over here. We good with practice. I don't care about coming to the game. <laughs> we are out. Well, let me let me say this because I I haven't I, I've been on the rip and run a lot and I haven't got a chance to sink my teeth into this all the way. But let me let me say two things. Number one, as a man, if you are a manager and you can't manage people, you can't get them to listen to you. I mean, at a certain point, it's not on the people. It's on the, it's on the manager, right? Yeah. I mean, don't you gotta have some type of. Uh, uh, a leadership, a, a manhood about you that says, you know what, you know, we're going to be able to communicate with people and make something happen. Like, who, something, something's in the wrong, right? Number one. Number two, would anybody on the Detroit Pistons start for a good team? I would say no. <laughs> and secondarily, maybe 80% of the team could get like I mean they might not even be in the league if it wasn't for the Detroit Pistons. I mean the Detroit Pistons are horrible. Let's be real. I mean other than Tayshawn Prince, Rip Hamilton's egregiously long deal, maybe Will Bynum and Stucky. Like I don't I don't want anybody else. I don't even want I don't want one person. I feel like this. I don't want one person on that team on my fantasy basketball team, much less my real team. So, what about uh, Bill and the and Gordon? What you think about them? Man, I think Ben Gordon over there freaking black and miles, just hoping that he can get to the off season, man. <laughs> I have not seen him have a highlight since he signed that contract, yo. Like, it's like he went to Detroit and died, yo. I look at that game sometimes and I had to change it. Like, ugh, this ain't basketball. It's not. It's, there's nobody on that team that's worth a damn. I can't say the coach's last name. Is it Custer? Coaster? Q? 
kill, uh, c- custard? I don't know. I thought it was like, uh, yeah, Kruger or something, Krieger. I don't know how to pronounce it. And, and, and honestly, to make one other point, I think it might be time for Joe, du- Joe Dumars to go on ahead and ride off in the sunset because, I mean, the man did the impossible. The man brought a ring and uh, Detroit basketball, you know, a ring in 2004. Uh, but ever since he missed on that mellow trade, I mean, I think he peaked thereafter and then is now in a deep valley. Yep. And that might be time for him to just go ahead and ride off in the sunset. Man. Yeah, that mellow draft killed him. It wasn't even just mellow, but like D Wade was after that. Like it was just all kinds of fucking up. And uh, I always thought he was kind of overrated as a GM because anytime Larry Brown is your coach, the GM kind of doesn't have a job. Like right. that, that dude, like even with Charlotte, I, I mean, he does the same thing everywhere. He comes to your team, he gets rid of your youth. He gets you some veterans that he thinks he can trust, even if they're mediocre talents. That's right. He puts all your rookies on the bench. All of them. And then, and then y'all can win because you have a bunch of veterans. And then two years later, you're old as shit and you have no future. That's what he does. Yes. That's why when Charlotte, when he left, um, Henderson is balling. Yes. And he could always ball because me and Roger got like a half a season, uh, tickets and we would go and we'd be like, he played for like two minutes here, five minutes here, and he would like, he'd be balling, and then he would take him out the game, and I'd be like, why? Yeah, him and Derrick Brown would come in, get a ridiculous sick dunk or something, you go, why wow. is that dude on the court all the time? Yeah. Like, why can't we find a couple minutes for him over some of these scrub-ass swing men that won't be on our team next year? Yeah. And, and it's because it's like, Brown, that's what he do. He don't like that. So when uh when when Dumars got overrated there, I was always like, man, y'all need to wait till Larry Brown leave before you see if he's really a good GM. Because right now he's just getting Larry Brown's fantasy roster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Larry's like, yo, you know what we need? You know what we need? Chauncey Billups. And then that's hap- that's gonna happen. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I th- you know what I want to do? I think we need to start Ben Wallace. And he and Larry Brown can create a team. That is a short-term success, but if you're looking at longevity, you look at your roster. Everybody 35. Yeah, <laughs> he's a he's a closer. I mean, he's a classic closer. It's 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 gonna get to a point where you know the Dallas. Honestly, here's the Dallas Mavericks might need to go hire Larry Brown. I mean, with that team that they got now, a team full of veterans, he could probably go in there right now and he probably could get them to a final. I don't know if he could win them a championship. He might be able to get them to a final. True. I mean, he's that's where he's at at this point. But I mean, it's Larry Brown. It's Joe Dumars. Chuck a deuce, man. If you want to have on terms, play with that. All right, I got a question for you, man. What is the single greatest uh, performance in a movie or whatnot by a fictional athlete, in your opinion, Ed? I asked Karen this to have an answer for this earlier. Who knows if she's even thought about it? But okay. I have, I have my answer. What, what, do you, now, do you want to think about it for a second, and I'll tell you my answer? Or do you want to just go straight off? Just tell me your answer, because I've, I've written. I have to. I, I might send. I'm gonna send you a link. I got because I've written articles that that kind of speak to this to a to a point. So I would be willing to hear yours, and I give okay. and I give mine, no doubt. Mine is, and I watched this movie again this weekend. It's Shep from Above the Rim, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even close. To any, that I've never seen any. I don't care if it's Monster Space Jam. I don't care if it's Teen Wolf. There's nothing close to what Shep did. Shep went. First of all, he showed up in like the third quarter. I don't know if anybody <laughs> keeps that. These motherfuckers go to halftime. Kylie walking fake his face an injury and comes out the game because he's point shaving. Shep right. shows up in corduroys. Right. 
in corduroys throws on the throws on the jersey over his uh, regular ass like polo and proceeds to give everybody the business while taking about 37 flagrant fouls to the mouth all to the mouth and head <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then misses one shot the entire time the first one when he got flipped over and proceeds to beat his brother's team and get shot afterwards takes a bullet for Kylie Watkins I'm sorry I'm sorry. Nothing will ever touch that as for for me as a fictional athlete in a movie or a book or whatever. There's no performance single-handed. I don't give a damn if it's Rudy. There's no one that ever overcame odds like this. Corduroys. They didn't show him turning changing into shoes. He's out there playing his probably his church shoes and shit. Sliding. Yeah, he was getting, he gave them dudes the business. After they buffed the floor, sliding. And, like Avon Barksdale was out there. Beating the shit out of this dude, and, and he can't do the business. I'm, I am sorry. I'm sorry. All right, man. So, Karen, Karen, did you come up with an answer? Oh God, mine's, I feel like mine is generic, dude. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. This everybody's on answer. Oh. I'm pretty strong. I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I got one or two for you, but go ahead, Kay. Wow. Now I just feel crummy because that was such There's a no good wrong, one. There's no wrong answer. Go okay. ahead, Okay. Because I actually went online and looked and I would have to say, mine would have to be uh, Rocky. Uh, oh, that's a good one. And actually. the reason why I say Rocky is because this dude overcame poverty. He overcame the skinny, ugly-ass wife. <laughs> he overcame the old, wrinkled, I'm about to die trainer. Yeah. You know, talking about dude punching meat. You know, chasing chickens. Yeah, chasing chickens. You know, Meanwhile, the Russian over there were like the Terminator work pitch. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, running stairs. Yeah. You know, they running tests on this dude, and every yes. second they, they show Rocky like running, running up, up the hill carrying logs in in the forest, and then yes. the Russian dude is like hauling a tank and all this shit yes. <laughs> and every time he got his ass beat it was always you always you always felt like he was gonna make it and he was gonna survive and, and and I don't know and I guess because I watched like all the Rockies yeah so as, as a little kid it gave me hope and it had like some of the best theme music of all yeah, time you know when you hit dun 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 dun, dun, dun you just wanna put your hand it's almost like all of the lights nowadays you just wanna get excited <laughs> yes Oh. Yes, here comes Rocky. I know for me as a little kid, that's my excitement. No, that's a great answer. And also, the thing about Rocky is he was five foot two. Right. <laughs> well, damn, me and him was the same. He was a short man, man. You know, <laughs> baby, you know, I can't reach the top of the cabinet. So, damn, he was short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rocky was the thing I used to like about Rocky. But of course, I would be like, this is bullshit. But when he would get hit, and the entire mass of this dude's existence would move with the punch. Right. And then he would somehow live. I'd be like, that's that shit is impossible. He would have gave up. And it seemed like them fights went on for seventy five rounds. Yes, they did. Right. What was the round count? Lovely. All right, Ed. What, what's yours, man? Okay, so this. <laughs> okay, so we hear Chef. We hear about Rocky. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit more classic mm-hmm. to the one and only Paul Reckon. Crew, I mean, put now, and let's be clear. The longest yard. <laughs> I, I, let's be clear about something. We ain't talking about bullshit that has Adam Sandler and that bullshit they came out with like three, four, five years ago, whatever. I'm talking about Burt Reynolds smoking cigarettes, boning white women on uh, uh, Trans Am Firebird cars, and 
And over here, former running back, Florida State. I'm talking about putting it out here in prison. Talking about he's a, a legendary quarterback, and they're going to play this guards versus uh, cons game and, and go out here and play for all the marbles. And this man over here talking about he got to go shave points in prison where he will literally die if he if he shaves these points in prison, but they might let him out early. So he already got his life threatened once by shaving points against ex against convicts. They're not even ex-convicts because they ain't ever getting out of jail. They just convicts, right? So yeah. then he say, forget it. I'm about to go out here and win this game. So in the second half, he put himself back in the game, apologized. The man goes out here and is over here throwing the footballs at the referee's balls and everything like that. Man comes makes one of the most greatest, the greatest plays of all time, diving over like 37 guardsmen, goes scores a touchdown, wins the game, got a jersey rip, showing his rib cage and everything. All the white women is loving it because Burt Reynolds got his chest hair uh, exposed and whatnot. And then what do you want to go do? What do you want to go do after that? Man wants to go get the game ball. Now the man goes and walks to get the game ball. The man's happy. The man's celebrating. The man's about to go celebrate life in prison. And all he wants is the game ball. And then the warriors say he gonna die. Shoot him! Shoot him! <laughs> and he goes out there and gets the game ball. And then he says, "Who won the game ball, Warden? Have a good game." Then just walks away. And yeah, he says, like, "Stick this in your trophy case." Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Stick this trophy case. Yeah, that that is, now you know what that is one of the greatest performances of all time because he put his life on the line. Um, like the only all time. Yes, the only thing, the only reason I can't give it over Shep in my heart is because he didn't actually get shot. Because Shep would have took that bullet. That's just I don't know why. I don't know why Shep would have took the bullet. He really didn't like Kyle Lee Watkins the whole movie, but for some reason Kyle Watson, Kyle Watson. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, you know, they kept putting Lee in there. I don't. That's another thing about man. Watch this movie again. That's another thing about this movie of the thousand things that bother me is why come everybody always call him like they put his middle name when they were talking to him. Right. Like there was another more famous basketball player, Cal Watson, somewhere. <laughs> Cali Watson, Cali Watson. Like we get it, dog. We get it. Now look, I'm gonna have, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna have to disagree slightly about which one was more dangerous. So yeah. Shep got shot and he lived, right? Yeah. yeah. But if if Paul Crew would have went through and shaved the game, you know how many dull knives and shivs and turned <laughs> iron hangers and and, and and plastic knives he'd have got stabbed with? The man wouldn't have made it out. Of, he wouldn't have made it two weeks. He'd have That's a good it. point. That's a good point. Well, what? Which one had the better soundtrack though? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking, fucking with you, man. I'm fucking with you. We, we I ain't gonna lie, though. Hearing the, the Mean Machine chant was pretty damn live, though. Mean Machine. Mean Machine. <laughs> yeah, I was out there standing with him. Like, I mean, I want the Mean Machine jersey and everything. I was like, I don't want him. Oh, shit. Kyle Lee Watson. What yeah. a terrible, <laughs> terrible name. Yes, that is. <laughs> I love that movie, man. Oh. Um, all right, let's do some articles, man. I've, I've shot so much time down running over shit. I haven't even got to any of the random topics. Um, we'll do that Wednesday. Um, all right, man. Tampa couple arrested after they used the official weapon of the Black Guy Tips podcast, which is what, Karen? The Taser. Yeah, we didn't even do that earlier. And, of course, our official sport is... Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. But um, Tampa couple arrested after they used a stun gun to discipline team. Oh. A Florida couple, of course Florida, uh, who allegedly zapped a 13-year-old boy in their care with a stun gun to discipline him have been charged with child abuse. 
<laughs> he must have been out of control. Now here's the Don't part. Don't save me, mom. Don't save me. <laughs> here's the part that's weird to me. Christopher Lewis, 22, and Deanna Jahane, and I'm not making that up, is Dion I J H A N E. Deanna Jahane, who goes by Amy. Anyway, uh, Minifield, who's 19, were arrested earlier this week. So a 22-year-old and a 19-year-old were entrusted with the care of a 13-year-old boy? Wow. That don't seem weird to anybody? They was probably playing PlayStation and got mad and said the 13-year-old beat him in some Madden and say, yo, you're going to beat me in Madden and just pull out the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they say that Lewis was a relative of the 13-year-old boy, so the 22-year-old, uh, okay. whose, whose name is not being released for confidentiality reasons, and he was taking care of him. Now, I, I still think it's, I mean, they're family. So that's cool. But to some extent, it's a little weird. Like, I don't think my mom would have let me, let my 21-year-old, 22-year-old cousin take care of me. Hell no, at that age, you think about fucking you is not being concerned about a 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's the last... Nobody think about fucking. What you talking about? Exactly. That's why you can't have them both together. No. That's exactly yeah. why. Yeah, yeah, that's ratchetness <laughs> to the fullest. <laughs> Lewis had bought the stun gun about a week before the arrest. Uh, so obviously he was just itching to try it. Yeah, um, right. Since that time, both suspects have been using the stun gun as a form of discipline against the victim. The 13-year-old boy told one of the employees at his school what was going on, and the employee called the police. We noticed visible marks on the boy that were consistent with the story. So they were they were tasing the shit out of him. Yes, they were. Wow, they were burning them and stuff. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. They, uh, they were arrested at the Tepahone on Tuesday and they were charged with child abuse. Lewis also faces uh, charges of carrying a concealed weapon. Police say that they, when they arrested him, he was carrying a 12-inch hunting knife in his jacket. Damn. That's some... What is it? Hey. What, that friend of crocodiles? Yeah, it's deliverance. Well, we, what, what, should, what did Chris Rock say? He ain't even got to look at the television. He can just hear the news story and tell who did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Crocodile knives. Hunt knives. Yeah. No, that they, ain't us. They would have police put it out. He's like, that's not a knife. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. I would never treat a son of mine like, this, like that. It shouldn't be that way, said, you know, their neighbor. Uh, but that wasn't his son, though. But anyway, that's true. Um, anyway, man, don't, don't, don't look. We now, I will say this about the taser, and this is our only thing about the taser. Everybody, please remember this. I'm not telling you that everybody that uses a taser is good. No, and that they always use it for the right purpose. No, what I'm saying is, it's better than being shot with a real gun. Yes, or stabbed with a real <laughs> hunt knife. Right. Like if they said they use a knife for discipline, that story would have went way different. Yes, it would have. <laughs> like dead thirteen-year-old. Yes. <laughs> oh, bled to death while being eaten by a crocodile. You know, there are crocodiles down in Florida. Yeah. I, I, can I just say that I feel like if you're using tasers for, if you're just going out buying tasers, like what are you really saying? Like, you 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 want to hurt them, but you know they're gonna be able to get up and they're gonna be okay in like you know a day or two like man i need you to suffer i'm sorry like, hey, if you try to do some pain now i ain't talking about kids let's be clear you know kids you just need a, I, I i thought a belt would suffice or the back the the, the the back of someone's hand my mama used to slap me the back of the hand and i catch a little bit of knuckle and and, and i wasn't really messing up too much more after that because her knuckle hurt and she wear rings you know mama like <laughs> 
that, that was the worst, man. Just had had a, a amethyst in my forehead for like three weeks. That wasn't no fun. Anyway, I'm just saying, like a, a taser for real, you might die. Like you, let's be clear, you can die getting tased. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I think of it more the perspective of it having it used on me. So I'm right. like, if I had to pick one, and normally the other alternative is a gun. Now in this right. case. The other alternative should have been an ass whooping, but I don't know what was up with these kids. Yeah. That they felt like the taser was the way to go. Yeah. What happened to just punching some little kid through the chest? Yes. That's how I learned from my cousin. And calling it right. I was like, apparently my cousin does not like when I call him that name. Right. Usually when I was 13, I did something stupid. I just got belly to belly suplex. Like it wasn't really even a question. (laughs) Yes. Like I learned um, in my house, uh, we had time out. And that was the time that your ass was knocked out to when, to when you woke up and was like, I shouldn't have did that shit, apparently. That was right. dumb shit. I'm <laughs> bad. I won't do it again. Yeah. Um. Uh. Speaking of Florida, Disney worker charged with sexual assault on guests. Wow. Mickey getting it in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, if it was Mickey, that would be terrible. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey, where are you going? Um, I got my white gloves on, girl. Come on over here. <laughs> authorities, <laughs> authorities say Walt Disney World employee has been charged with sexually assaulting a single mother he lured to Central Florida by offering her free theme park passes and hotel discounts. Wow. Yeah, ladies, don't trust them. Don't trust no. them. Don't don't trust big ears in the tail. <laughs> <laughs> Never trust, never trust me. He is with a smile. He might have hit him with that. They might have hit him with that Ric Flair. You know, the Space Mountain. You know, hey, it might be the oldest park in the ride, but the line is long every time. Yes, <laughs> I rode that. It's fun as hell too. Yeah, it got some Space Mountain. All right, um, I know, right? He gave us a mountain. They said the 31-year-old reservations clerk Wilbur Brookins. That just sounds like a predator, Wilbur. God, well, who names that kid? I bet. I wish they had his picture. I bet he got glasses and a bald head. He probably looks like yeah. a creep. Um, <laughs> he was charged with sexual battery. Authorities say the woman was trying to make a reservation several weeks ago when Brooke is offered to use his employee discount. Uh, Brooke, how did he single her out? Yes, how did he even right. find her? Like, well, she called to make a booking a reservation. Okay. And he just decided this is the one, unless he was doing this shit all day. That's right. But this is the one that sounds like she needs to be sexually assaulted. She might have had that girl six voice. You know, he don't know. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> mm, you know what? I do got a special. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brooke spent the day with the woman and two and her two children at the Magic Kingdom. Wow, so they went out together. The woman told investigators that Brookings assaulted her in a hotel room that night after she fell asleep. Why the hell was he in the room with us? <laughs> yeah. Am I the only Now, have they pressed charges or is this just uh, uh-huh. a, uh, an allegation? They have pressed charges, but of course he has not been convicted. He's He was held on $10,000 uh, bail and it doesn't look like he has an attorney yet. So this could just be a setup from her perspective because I don't want to jump to conclusions but how are you going to spend the whole day with this dude and take up on his gifts and everything maybe he felt like he was old or something I don't know but then well, it, ain't like, it ain't like he broke it ain't like he broke into that room like clearly right. there was something consensual, consensual about well you're going to stay with me in the room or I'll stay with you in the room and we chilling and you felt comfortable enough to let me go to sleep with you Oh, but then you just gonna sexually assault me? Oh, okay, I see how it is. It sounds like he tried to make a move on her, 
and she was like Mm-mm, i don't get down like that you think just because you give me discounts on hotel rooms free tickets to disney world hang out with me and both of my kids to the park all day sleep in the same hotel room with me you can just try something when i go to sleep that's right you Rape. i know you think that deserves a blowjob nigga no yeah <laughs> and he worked and the worst part is that he works for disney so of course she's gonna file charges because you know you get that disney money yes that's one thing about mickey mickey is rich bitch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i bet Milky, i bet i bet uh mickey cursed wilbur's ass out that day you know Donald Duck and the crew is cussing his ass out. What's this I hear about the rape? <laughs> <laughs> so he just raping bitches out? Yes. <laughs> Go get him, Pluto. <laughs> oh, God. Sick him, boy. Sick him. <laughs> All right, man. Naperville man sent... Well, let me ask Ed this first. Ed, now, you are a, a self-proclaimed lover of the ladies, light-skinned, wavy-haired dude. Are you are you into the internet dating type thing? Because I know it's not it's not crazy like it, when I was coming up uh, like in back in the day it was oh that's the crazy talk. But now it seems like everybody's meeting through the internet. Yeah, it, it, it depends on what you define as internet dating. I mean, if you talking about like back in the day when we was all young thugging on like AOL chat, you talking about ASL. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call that internet dating. I will just call that trying to get to know your uh, particulars. You know, right. that's all. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand what demographic you might represent. And if my demographic aligns with your demographic and you have a visual to match with that demographic, then we can have a conversation. That's oh, what I'm okay. trying to say. But if okay. you're talking about, you know, the yeah. dating site, like, what, what, I don't I'm know. I'm talking about, know. like, would you, if you met a chick through, say, Twitter or Facebook or something or your website, um, right. y'all, y'all hit it off. You got to know her just strictly through the internet. You haven't actually seen her. Would you consider that, um, you know, like a relationship? Would you consider taking that more seriously and maybe, you know, making a bigger commitment to her? Man, in 2011? In yeah, 2011. It's, 20, it, it's not even that unfathomable. It's not that unfathomable anymore. I, 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 I have to be a realist to say that I've seen, I've heard of it. It happens. Yeah, I can't. I can't even say. I can't even say no anymore. Yeah, one of my best friends is married to a girl he met on MySpace. Now it was MySpace, so that was kind of tricky. Yeah, and right. it, it was right before MySpace was not cool. So he got it. He got it just in time. Ah, you know, yeah. now if that happened, I would think that was a man. His his ah. HTML code must have been amazing. It was man. He got game like that in these internet streets. Um. Well, the reason I asked because our next uh, article says. Naperville man sends 200k to fake online girlfriend. Um, 200,000? Yeah, two, not 200 letter K's, care. $200,000. <laughs> a 48-year-old suburban Naperville man never met his online girlfriend, but he didn't mind sending her cash. $200,000 over about two years. Wow. Yo, her game is strong, Jack. Wow. Or his game. If it's, if it's from, the Naperville man told police he started an online courtship about two and a half years ago. His name hasn't been released. Uh, since the relationship, yeah, of course not. Who, why would I, no, don't tell him my name. Everybody knows I'm a sucker. Um, <laughs> since the relationship began, he wired about $200,000 to her bank, uh, bank account in Nigeria. Ding, ding, uh, wow. Malaysia, England, and United States. Yeah, that's a traveling bitch, ain't you? <laughs> Hold on, I need this. Yeah. 
I need I need somebody to put something on this car note. What you talking about? Oh, I, will, I will be a fake female on the internet. Yeah. I, I, I will be in Nicaragua, Malaysia, England, and the United States. Yeah. Shit, I think I can gasp with this dude without having to tell no lies. That's, that's how much of a it's sucky truth. Like, all I need is like 10K, dog. I don't even need to a whole yeah. 200. No. I'm going to hit him with a sob story and see if I can get some money. I know. Um, but, uh, yeah, the first time somebody says, can you send some money to me in Nigeria? I'm like, oh, oh, we got no. a disconnection. I know. Blame- in, 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 internet mag, click. Yeah, blame it on the iPhone. I can't get no reception no more. Um, the Naperville Sun reports that the man had an ID from the woman that was a sample driver's license from Florida. The jig was up this week when the man contacted police to ask for their help in rescuing the woman who said she had been kidnapped in London. <laughs> so you know she was sitting him shit like, yo, I've been kidnapped and you need to hit the wire the kidnappers some like like twenty thousand dollars real quick to their bank account. Like that's what she was doing. Who wires money anymore? Have they not heard of this novel concept called PayPal? Now, see, I'm not against um, I'm not against athletes having a lot of money, but I'm not gonna front. When I hear that this dude had two hundred thousand dollars to give up, I'm like, how? You are obviously stupid. Like, I cash this nigga cash this four one k out for this. Right, I could see Carmelo's forty inch vertical. What have you done to earn this 200 G's, sir? Wow. Um, Alright, man. Uh, uh, Christchurch earthquake. Schoolgirl shame for taking ice creams. A Canterbury schoolgirl was faced, uh, has faced death threats and public loathing after publicly boasting of looting ice creams after the quake. So there was an earthquake at this school. And Amy Knowles, who's 16, later used her Facebook page to taunt survivors of the earthquake who had left without who had been left without electricity and running water. Bitch, yeah, you should you should get harassed. She had been in Central City when the earthquake happened. She wrote, stole ice creams, got drunk, and missed around seeing seeing fucked up shit. Earthquakes aren't so bad, she oh. went on. Ha ha ha, people give me shit about living in Rangoria. Fuck you all. I have power, water, and can shit and flush it. Damn. No wonder. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody walked up and shot her ass. She was a G. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. How are you, oh. you going to talk about earthquakes not so bad? So, basically, she, um... She said that uh she she this earthquake hit this town. She was in there, she looted, stole some ice cream, drove back to her crib where everything was straight, went on Facebook and talked shit about the people that had got fucked up. So wait, of all the things you steal, for real, you want the Rocky Road for real? Ice cream? Yeah, I didn't want to yeah, uh, ain't nothing like no good hubba bubba. <laughs> hey, you remember that Chris Rock thing we talked about, right? I'm just saying, come on. Niggas would have got TVs, is all I'm saying. I would have. No way I would have left without it. Hey, baby, who steals ice cream? Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious. Yo, on the real though, how come whenever shit pops off, the first thing black people loot is the Foot Locker? That is fucked up, man. We gotta diversify Why? our Cause, options. Cause niggas run. They know niggas run. We know <laughs> niggas run. Get some good shoes on your feet. You can run. <laughs> Get the police awful. out. How they just gonna show up and be like, 
Yeah, man. So I was one of them size 12, and they lied. I'm going to find them. Um, <laughs> so apparently, uh, Deputy brandished a gun on a school bus in New oh. Orleans. Um, an, an Orleans Parish Sheriff deputy has been booked with aggravated assault for allegedly boarding a school bus and, uh, bus and brandishing a gun at her 16-year-old son. Yeah. Sharice Hopper, or Sharice, I don't know how you pronounce that, Sharice, Sharice, said the deputy was in uniform when she boarded the bus Thursday morning. When she got off the bus, the driver called the police. Uh, they later, later arrested the 38-year-old Katina Holmes and booked her with one count of aggravated assault. So, I wonder what, because kids what, what, can make people mad. What did she do, hit him with the gun? Um, it doesn't say that she, uh, hit him with the gun, but she pulled it out, which technically, if you pull a gun on somebody, that is considered assault. You don't have okay. to shoot him or hit him. Oh. Uh, in most states, you, that is an, an assault. Okay. Um, here's my question though. What the fuck did that kid do before he got on that bus that she got so crazy mad? She was like, I'm pulling my gun out on this fool. Man, probably beat him in a dice game or something. Didn't tell you. <laughs> Yo, but on the real, if it was a taser, wouldn't that have been better for the kid? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'd rather get tased and get shot, man. Any day. Uh, okay, this is my favorite article of the week. Um, police arrested a man who allegedly caused quite a disturbance earlier this week when he urinated on food inside a Kroger grocery store in L- North Little Rock, Arkansas. Word. Mm-hmm. Urinated all over the food. Wow. What's up with the bodily fluids? We done went from sperm to folks put stuff up their buttholes to urinate. We done covered all, all the senses, ain't it? Yeah, this is a trash podcast. I clear. Uh The incident happened Tuesday night and ended with Jerry Patterson, 58, uh, in jail. Police say he was drunk at the time. Really? You don't say? Yeah. Awesome. It's in food? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, who, who, like, I would have been more, I would, I would be more shocked if they would have said he was sober. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, managers told officers the man urinated on $500 worth of chicken and also ate a large package of ham. Damn, that's a lot of chicken. <laughs> Yo, he literally went ham. Right. <laughs> he literally went hell. And chicken. <laughs> On the motherfucker. <laughs> All he needed was a stone and it had been on and popping. This nigga went hell. Um, he, he was marinating the chicken, dog. <laughs> it's like, Flavor Flav got his secret sauce. I got some mine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was pissed off at that chicken. Yes, he was. do uh, Patterson is charged with public intoxication, theft of property, and criminal mischief. Uh, police were called to the store to investigate a report of a drunk man who was being verbally aggressive with store workers. Uh, Patterson was reported by officers that have been unsteady on his feet, smelled of alcohol, bloodshot eyes, and they arrived on the scene. So, I wonder how they didn't think it was Michael Jordan at first. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I talked about cheese eyes. I said it. <laughs> Oh. At the games too. Yeah, hey man, seen it. here's the thing though, man. Like, do you? This is what I want to know. It's Kroger, so it's not like that upscale of a restaurant of a uh, grocery store. Yes, that we used to have here in Charlotte. Yo, how much piss was that to get five hundred dollars worth of chicken? That's a lot of piss. This nigga probably had been drinking from time he woke up to the time he dumped his way in the grocery store. He had a full bladder. 
I can't. Probably, you know what? He probably thought the coffin. He's you know the coffins where they put the chicken at in the freezer section. Yeah. He probably thought it was like one of them troughs in the country. You know, and you know they got the outhouses. They just have to <laughs> for the kids. He's like, oh, this looks fine. He just was like, oh wait, there's chicken there. Oh wait, I'm already gone. Yeah. I've uh-huh. never been that drunk. I've really. been pissed at him too. You know, niggas was mad. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know we love chicken too. Five hundred dollars worth of chicken. I think he was more pissed at that chicken than anybody was pissed at him. I literally. Know. Wow. Um, let's see, sex toys, drugs found in daycare during raid. Oh! One person was arrested during an undercover drug bust at a daycare in Homewood early Friday morning. During the bust, agents found $6,000 worth of crack cocaine, several, bag, several bags of sex toys, and $4,000 in cash. Yeah, they was getting in around little children, wasn't they? <laughs> This must have been at somebody's house. This couldn't be like no standalone. She's like, it's not mine. It's for the kids. Yes. <laughs> we, we let the kids use them on each other. Well, this, this clearly this is a this is an effective way to help the kids go to sleep. You know, right. put them down real quick and uh, you know, Ed, that's for Ed. Seriously. Yeah. Who is doing? Who is trying crack in in 2011? Oh no. Like, who is the dude that's like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. This is the year. I'm going big. Crack time. Never heard. <laughs> never heard of this crack. Only Charlie Sheen can. Ha- I blame Charlie Sheen for this shit. Cause some somehow Charlie Sheen can handle his crack, and it's making people think that it's just a mind game. It is not. It's yeah. Charlie is winning, but life, not these is. dudes. Uh, Renell Booker, who's fifty, who ran R&B child services. Ah, oh, R&B, along with Rosedale Street, was taken into custody. Uh. Taken into custody, police said. Investigators said they found sex toys, pornography, <laughs> sitting in the children's playroom <gasps> when they conducted their raid. According to the police, about 10 to 15 children are enrolled at the daycare. Agents made their arrest at 7 a.m. prior to the children arriving. One parent, so it's like she didn't even really have time to clean up the porn and shit. I like, told you that shit was sitting around them kids. Them kids were bouncing their ball, watching dicks were vibrating. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> That's not cool at all. She didn't put so that it was shit. Just, it was just out and about, or it was yes, hit? Yes, out in the open. Out in the open. They watching Janet Jack Me 46 while they trying to play Scrabble. What is going on here? Too much for the kids. Too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, one parent who showed up to the daycare to learn that it was shut down, and she doesn't know where she'll be able to send her two young children. Maybe uh, you don't want to send them there, no. Yeah, maybe to the strip club. Yes. Uh, I just think it's crazy. I don't know where I'm going to send my kids now. It was convenient for me. Well, damn, <laughs> your convenience is worth your child learning how to swing on the pole? Well, I guess so. Uh, Lee Stubblefield owns a daycare nearby. She passed out flyers to parents who didn't know where to send their kids. Now, that's that's a woman that knows how to advertise. Yes, sir. Uh, she took advantage of that. Oh, you fuck it up. I'm right here. There you go. There you go. Uh, it tarnishes our name. I don't want people to think that every daycare is like that because it's not. There are some of us who truly care about the children. That's right. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you telling me there's this chick that was just conveniently outside passing out handbills after the, the raid happened because people didn't know where to send it? That sounds like a setup. Yes, yes. Ed. I think you're on to something. This yes. woman was obviously framed. No one uses like- $6,000 worth of crack. No one does. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> and four thousand and four like he said, we got PayPal. Why you got four thousand dollars worth of cash on yeah. Bags of sex toys? Bags. 
Not a bag, but bags. I think Ed cracked the case. I do too. This this yeah. woman was clearly set up. Yeah, boogers. Ah, uh, well, I mean, what else could it be? No one's that big a freak. Uh, I mean, hours before the daycare, an uh, hour before the daycare was about to open, and probably 7 a.m. Does I mean for a daycare, that's probably about operating hours because yeah. people drop their kids off before work. Yes, so like. Do. She had sex toys and videos sitting out an hour before kids got there. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, like I said, that's why I said they all. I feel like this probably was always like this. Somebody walked in and called and reported on her at seven a.m. is fairly late because a lot of that comes up at six. I I, I care. I think you're wrong. I oh. think Ed's right. This oh, is my set bad. up. My bad. This woman was framed. She didn't do this shit. See, there's never been six thousand dollars worth of crack in any one location ever. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's impossible. Either crackheads would have bought it by then, or you would have smoked somebody in. No one has ever. That's, I can't believe there's a quantity of six thousand dollars worth of crack over came. That yeah, that that yeah, just sounds right. all bad. And she she probably had the nice hand bills and had her name on them and saying first month free. Don't even worry about it. We want your business. Like, yeah. <laughs> Booker is licensed by the state-run daycare and uh, to run the daycare and take care of children. She has no prior arrest on her record. Uh, she faces drug child uh, drug charges that could face child endangerment charges. So I, yeah, this is a setup, man. Wow, Ed cracked it, man. I'm moving to the next case, but we need to free this woman. She clearly was set up. Speaking of setups, a teacher was trying to set up having sex with a dog. Oh. Yeah, Patrick Stephen Trejo, 25, has been charged with conspiring to have bestial sexual contact with an animal, although he has been... <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that just funny. Say that shit again. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, Patrick Stephen Trejo, <laughs> who is 25, has been charged with conspiring to have bestial sexual contact with an animal. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Although he has been bailed, uh, officials at the Raul Castro Middle School have placed him in the administrative league. You sure this wasn't the same dog that was just at the daycare? He got set up too? Yes. Dog setting him up. Yes, sir. Uh, they found evidence to suggest Mr. Trejo was using uh, Craigslist to find a oh. dog owner prepared to allow him to have sex with that animal. Wow! Yo, Craigslist is, yo, Off that shit is chain. like the full circle of hell. Wow! Evil shit happens on Craigslist. Yes, it does. Wait, why do you, hold on, wait a second. Why do you gotta go on Craigslist and pay somebody for it? Don't they got dog shelters? Why do you gotta go through all this extra effort? But where's the thrill in that, Ed? But see, they, they want to rent the dog. They don't want to own it. It's like a prostitute. You want to, you like I said, you pay it to leave. <laughs> You don't pay to stay. Yeah, now I gotta bury a dog. Like, yeah, come on. You know, come on. I, I got to feed it food. Yeah, after you, know, you have sex with a I dog, want the, I want the doggy style to be consensual. Right, me. exactly. <laughs> after you have sex with a dog, man, who wants to look that dog in the eyes and feel that shame? I know, because the dog will always know what you did. Yes, know? yes. So you have to, you have to get rid of the dog. So it's better to have somebody else's dog. And let them take the dog back and, you know, take care of it again. Yes, and everybody knows about candy. Chocolates will kill dogs. Chocolate won't kill women, but if you give a chocolate, her ass is staying. <laughs> uh, let's see. Court papers published by ABC15.com include claims the teacher advertised for people interested in K-9 play and added, hit me up if you have a pup to play with. Wow. Yo, I love how casual he was with that. You know, just... So that's how... Hit me up. That's... 
there might be a subculture that, that he, he can't be the only one that ever thought about doing something like this. Oh, he just the only one that got caught. All I'm saying is, I love the casualness of hit me up if you have a pup to play with. You know, holla at your boy. You know, you got some dogs running around, you yeah, know. Yeah. See me in the streets when you yeah. see me. He like them doggy hips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the wag uh, under the tail does something for him. <laughs> a second Phoenix man, 47-year-old Keith D. Keefler, was arrested and charged with the same offense after apparently placing an ad seeking beastie worship of the kind of the kinky kind. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. Beastie worship of the kinky kind. Uh, I told you. Is it all beastie worship kinky? I told you. If at the daycare, they got some, they grab some of her toys and use them on the dolls. What about this? Is that my people not understanding here? Oh my god! Two men were caught after undercover officers posing as dog owners responded to their adverts and arranged a meeting at the local hotel. How? How? Uh? How much? Like, do you think they drew straws to get to be the undercover officer? Cause you know I, I would have loved to have been the I, undercover I, officer that got to go. Oh my God! I, I couldn't wait to show up and bust this freak. Uh, they 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 did the fight club thing. I was they fought that. Nigga, I ain't going. Oh no, I would love to do this, man. Oh, this would be awesome. The undercover, where I get to be like, yeah, dog. So uh, the dog is actually in the back. So what's up? What, what kind of shit you want to do to the dog, homie? And then I have Chris Hansen come out. Have a seat over here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, so I seen the grant the transcript between Fido. Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> uh, woof, woof, woof. And, and, and you said woof, woof, woof. <laughs> Is this true, sir? <laughs> the kids on the bench are right over here. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, All right, man. Um, yes, you're going to jail. We only, got, we only got two more articles and we're out of here. Uh, Heroic Guard says uh, New Life Church rejected her for being gay. Um, the guard hailed as a hero after the December 2007 shooting at the New Life Church says the church indicated she was not welcome there after she informed church officials that she is gay. In a speech last Saturday at the Pride Center's annual Masquerade Ball, a fundraiser for the gay community. <laughs> By the way, that just sounds gay. y'all. I'm not saying, you know, I'm just saying gay people, you gotta, you know, Stop living up to the stereotype. People people tripping on y'all. They watching. <laughs> like, I wonder if gay people feel about that the way I feel about Tyler Perry. Like, really? We doing annual masquerade ball? Come on, man. They already are tripping on us. Yes. Well, let's not dress up too much. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I see Tyler Perry coming out with a new movie or Big Mama's 3, I'll be like, Word? Really? Now you know what they're going to say about us. Anyway. Yes. Uh, Jean Assam said that she had accepted her sexual identity after a long struggle, but that church officials had pushed her away. Uh, New Life pastor Brady Boyd told Gazette columnist Barry Noreen that Assam's account is absolutely untrue, which probably means it's true. Uh, we welcome everyone in New Life. We would never tell someone to leave because of their sexual orientation. Jean will always be a hero at New Life. So why would she lie though? I mean, she saved everybody from ending by ending that dude's rampage. Uh, December 9, two thousand seven, she ended a murderous rampage. Yeah, so he was about to come in and throw everybody away. Yeah, that morning, twenty-four year old Matthew Murray shot and killed two parishioners after having killed two other people the night before at a training center for Christian missionaries. Um, Assam, a member of New Life serving as a volunteer security guard, fired repeatedly at Murray, wounding him and pinning him down. He then shot himself. 
and now they're like, yo, you, yo, that's cool, but um, apparently you like vagina. You got to get the fuck on. Wow. That's cold, man. And I don't wow. know why they would. Why would she lie about that? Yeah, that sounds real, real, real suspect. Sound like somebody trying to. That sound like another setup, man. I'm always down for the setup. That sound like the setup. Yeah, man. That's that's. I don't know. That's a weird story, man. But I saw that and I was like, damn, man. It wow. took it too far. Yes, they did. At least let her come hang out. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, <laughs> so the bird man. Yes, sir. <laughs> he ain't tripping over Jay Z's subliminal disses. Apparently, I didn't know that he dissed. Dude, but apparently in the song Ham, Jay Z dissed Baby. Did y'all know that? No. It was so subliminal, I missed it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Speaking of radio host, Big Boy, Baby playfully mocked Jay Z's Baby Money reference. And I, I don't know what these initials stand for, but it says YMCMB's head honcho. So is that oh Young Money Cash Money Boys head honcho? The stupidest name of all yeah, record well, labels. Yes. Uh-uh. That's gonna get mixed up with the YMCA. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, that's too close. No, change y'all initials. YMCDMB. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the head honcho appear, appeared on Big Boy's Neighborhood while out west last week for the All Star Weekend and answered questions on his spending habits. When asked what was the biggest check he'd ever received, Birdman answered a hundred million dollars. He went goddamn lie. A <laughs> hundred million? Wow. From who? For what? Yes. Right. Wow. Was he playing like Monopoly or the prices clear house sweepstakes? <laughs> like shit, dude. Jeopardy, I don't understand. <laughs> he went on to boast about how many whips he was pushing, upcoming ventures for cash money, and cleared up any rumors of having beef with Jay Z over his sneak disc on ham. And uh, apparently, Jay Z said, "We ain't tripping. We spending baby money. Looks like the stunner using baby money thing as a new motto, according to this article." So apparently, uh, Jay Z says, uh, "We gonna keep spending baby money." Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Baby says, "We gonna keep spending quote unquote baby money." Billionaire mind, stay tuned. Uh, he tweeted February seventh. So, first of all, this nigga has a Twitter. I'm not following him. I'm not following him either. Who would and, follow Baby? And Baby money could mean shit since he was a baby. I don't understand. That, that, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand the connection. Yeah, he like I know the line in the song is something like, y'all ain't even got my ladies money or something. We ain't tripping. We spending baby's money, baby money or something like that. Yeah. I, I wonder if they're just looking too, too much into it. I think what? they are. Well, anyway, they go on and just what Jay-Z said. Uh, really... Uh, you got baby money. The line is a double entendre, meaning both as a general reference to the small amount of money that other rappers have in comparison to Jay Z, and as a specific reference to the wealth of the rapper Dwayne Little Wayne Carter, also known as Wheezy Baby. This article has way too much info. And, and fellow New Orleans rapper and record executive Brian Birdman Williams, also known as Baby. The latter recently claimed the former had more money than Jay-Z, which is, well, simply put, not true. Right. So so, Barry, so Lil Wayne said that Baby had more money than Jay-Z. Okay. And, and so Jay-Z, well, maybe the line is true then. Yeah, Jay-Z, so Jay-Z addressed that shit like he always does with a little, like, you know, clever line. And you might not catch it, you might, you know, if you know what he's talking about, then you catch it. 
Jay-Z earned $63 million last year and tops our list of hip-hop's top earners, while Lil Wayne banked $20 million and Birdman did not make the list. But this nigga talking about he got a hundred million dollar check, nigga, please. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, right. Perhaps the best line of Jay-Z's new track is verifiable. One might say prog- a progressive boast. You ain't got my lady's money. Indeed, Beyonce took a whopping $87 million. Damn, she was shaking her ass, wasn't she? She made more than he made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the my- left, to the left. Hey. All off of angry single women. Yes. <laughs> all single ladies. All single ladies. They would throw her money. They money at her. Yeah, too. they had their freaking dress uh, uh, on. Uh, 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 Meanwhile, uh, uh, Beyonce all booed up and shit and happy married at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you in the car yes. angry and ratchet. <laughs> yes. Anyway, man, that was the last article for the day, man. You and, must not know about me. You must oh, not know about me. Oh, my God. We got a black woman. She <laughs> fell into the Beyonce zone. I'm sorry, everybody. Yes, I did. Oh, oh, but that's okay. Oh, oh, they throwing up dollars at her. Hold on, fellas. I don't know. This is just a man law because I saw this violated this weekend. Fellas, when any Beyonce Destiny Child song comes on in the club and the house party, you are not allowed to dance. <laughs> this is an opportunity to enjoy the fruits of your labor. The women are going to dance for this. Your only job is to watch. This is not the opportunity to come from behind and say, you know, I'm going to rub up on you from the back and we're going to groove. No, it ain't about you. It's Beyonce. Just let them dance. That's don't right. Dance with them. And don't dance by yourself either. Just just leave them alone. Yes. Go get a drink, watch them shake the thing, and, 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 and then get up on it as soon as it's over. Because now they're on the dance floor. This is a great opportunity for you to get up on women. They'll get on the dance floor. They want to dance. They want to have a good time. So when Beyonce goes off, then you go for the kill. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, dance with each other. You right, Ed? Yeah, you right, cause I shake, I shake my booty for Beyonce. I like the Beyonce stuff. Uh, 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 uh. All right, uh, look, we need to end this before Karen does the whole album. Uh, look, um, make sure you guys check out my man Ed the Sports Fan. Go to www. com. Uh, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. You can find it on Blog Talk Radio. Just search for uh, Ed, blogtalkradio.com slash edgesportsfan or you can also just go to iTunes and look up uh, Ed the Sports Fan or Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Um, it's a great podcast. I've listened to it. i actually been on it a couple times and they have their own culture. And like I said, if you're tired of that same ass you know generic generic yeah just generic anger cookie cutter yeah i don't want that shit anymore and i'm glad that guys like ed are out there spitting the real yes sir and giving me something different and making me feel like i ain't gotta hate every athlete that make more money than me like no. it's cool and then also he writes for slam online you know you can go to slam online search for ed the sports fan um and you recently didn't you say you recently had an article published in, in slam yeah man first article published in the actual magazine uh, page 30. So I, I don't have business cards anymore. I just hand them the magazine and say, hi, hi, uh, you're, 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 uh, Vanessa? Hi, Vanessa. I'm Eddie. I'm on page 30. And that, that's usually how I now introduce myself. <laughs> that's tight, man. I'm glad yes. for you, man. My brother's coming up, man. Yes, I can't wait to the day where I be like, hi, I'm Karen. I'm the number one podcast on Podomatic. Yeah. I want yeah. you know what I'll be thinking about is when they do the 10 years ago ad for Ed. You know, like ten years ago, you had a Jerry curl, and you and you was writing in a notebook. Yes. Now look at you, the number one writer for basketball, 
on Slam. Yes. The yellow man who likes the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't be talking about don't be talking about my ex girl like that. It took a lot of Hawaiian silky to make it look the way it did. <laughs> so everybody else, you know, of course, hit us up, theblackouttips.com. You can always call the show, leave us a voicemail, 704-557-0186. Email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Follow us. We're all on Twitter at Rodimus Prime. I'll say that again. That S and D A T. And of course, Ed the Sports Fan. It's very yes, simple. All one word. And uh, you know, you got uh, you got any shout outs you want to do for your boys that do the show with you, man? Hey, man. Really, Kenny Kenny Masinda, man. The 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 the, the stunt double of Ed Reed. Uh, the president of the uh, Baron Davis Fan Club. Man, shoe shines, uh, Gilbert Arenas' shoes, and um, the man knows all the lyrics to every Marvin Gaye song because they have similar beards. Shout out to Kenny Mascender, shout out to Brandon Lewis. Um, we got a, I will say, stay on the lookout for a new project um, in the next couple of months, man. But other than that, man, we just appreciate y'all showing love, and uh, we're gonna keep doing our thing, man. Ooh, man. Ooh. Let me also shout out Billy D. Trillions, aka The Till Show, <laughs> and uh, the NFL chick. She was on there when I was, uh, like, the week before I got on, and just all the people that contribute, man. So, all right, um, until next time, love you, you too. Mwah. Kinda limp, so I cruise around the block. Call my cousin Snoop as I swoop in the coop. Stop by my homie Blue House to puff on the loop. See my little homie style, who I ain't seen in a while. Damn, they gon' float no cloud one night. Liquor store, so I grab some mixed gin and juice. Got a quarter pound of buzz, so I'm fucked up too. Seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, bell back in the creek Because I'm all in Compensated, then I dug that hoe out I fixed me some food and bone the hell out 2 a.m. on the jizza I pause and I stizza I reminisce on that ass that I riz up Now I'm high as a kite Yeah, and I'm feeling all right 4 a.m. as I stroll back to my crib To see what's with my woman and my newborn kid With my mind on my money and my money on my mind We do this every day about the same time Be